Let's kick it off like we usually do. Please introduce yourself and tell us what you do for The Wall Street Journal. I'm Jimmy Vilkind. I cover New York for The Wall Street Journal. Okay. Can we run through a list of things George Santos has said, and you tell me if they're true? Okay. He grew up in Queens, New York. Uh, partially true. His parents are immigrants. Uh, true. His grandparents fled persecution in Europe. Not true. A few weeks after New York Republican George Santos was elected to the House of Representatives last year, he was accused of lying about a long list of things. He worked for Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. Not true. He graduated from Baruch College. Not true. He's Jewish. Uh, not true. Santos has admitted to lying about his resume. But on Wednesday, he was accused of doing much more than that. Federal prosecutors charged him with 13 felonies, including fraud and money laundering. Santos pleaded not guilty to all of them. These are federal charges, which are some of the most serious, and they do carry significant penalties. So if he's convicted of this, he could end up going to jail. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, May 11th. Coming up on the show, the charges against George Santos. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange traded funds with Global X ETFs. Exchange traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. Back in November, the Republican Party was hoping to make some sizable wins in the midterm elections. So... There was a lot of talk after the 2022 elections that there wasn't much of a red wave nationally, but there was a red wave in New York. And the seats that Republicans picked up in New York contributed to them winning control of the House of Representatives by a pretty narrow margin. And George Santos was part of that wave, and he was one of those pickups. Tell us about him as a candidate. Santos is sort of an interesting candidate for Republicans. He's Latino. He has Brazilian heritage. He's openly gay. He came not from the ranks of Republican politics. Thirty-four-year-old Santos campaigned as a successful businessman and investor with experience working on Wall Street. He also painted a picture of his immigrant family. Here he is speaking in front of the Republican Jewish Coalition. My grandparents um, have a very strong story that I, I resonate with. We're no, we're no stranger to persecution. My grandfather fleeing Ukraine in 1920s to Belgium, then fleeing Belgium to Brazil in 1940. It's a story of survival, of tenacity, of grit, as we like to call it. 
He presented himself as a member of a new generation who would be able to take his experience in gaining and living the American dream and really bring that to federal policy. He's talked a lot about securing the southern border, essentially embracing the party's position on more tough immigration policy. He certainly joined that GOP chorus talking about concerns over crime and attacking Democrats for failing to enact policies and support policies that would keep voters safe. And he won. And he won. And then, a month after his victory, Santos's story began to unravel. The New York Times published an investigation that exposed many discrepancies in Santos's biography. They found, among other things, that there was no record of him having worked for the financial services firms he said he worked for. They found that there was no record that he had graduated from the college he said he had graduated from. They also found records in Brazil that Santos had been charged with fraud related to a 2008 incident in Rio de Janeiro. The Times investigation found that Santos had lied about his heritage. Public records showed his grandparents were born in Brazil, not Europe, as he said. The article also raised questions about his money. Campaign finance forms showed that in 2020, he declared no major assets. But two years later, he listed income earned from salary and dividends of at least $3.5 million. He claimed to have a $750,000 salary working for his own consulting company. How did Santos respond to this reporting? Santos tried to brush it off. First, he said that he was being unfairly targeted and, oh, politicians tell little fibs. They exaggerate their biography. He gave some interviews where he tried to answer specific questions. Those tended to raise more questions and and didn't really quell concerns. I'm not going to make excuses for this, but a lot of people overstate in their resumes or um, twist a little bit or engrandate themselves. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. I'm just saying... Santos also addressed the allegations that he'd lied about his heritage. He said, no, no, I didn't say I was Jewish. I said I was Jew-ish, sort of adding a hyphen. And so he acknowledged that he had misstated some things about his past. And I want to make sure that if I disappointed anyone by resume embellishment, I'm sorry. But he didn't have particularly full explanations for these financial discrepancies about the source of his wealth and about the activities that he did in order to be paid. And eventually he adopted a posture of saying that all would be explained over time, that he wanted to focus on different things. And he tried to carry on the best that he could. And how did people react to this? The reaction was not good, and it all started to pile up, and people started to really start wrinkling their nose at this guy. So it's hard to keep up with this story. Day after day, we're learning more that isn't true about George Santos. What are you learning? You know what the end result is? Long Islanders are now represented by a candidate they knew nothing about. Pam, this is a big deal. He is about to serve as a member of Congress. He misrepresented who he was. In North- he also became a punchline. He was ridiculed on late-night talk shows. We're here to set the record straight. Please welcome Congressman George Santos. 
Uh, comedian John Lovitz, who played a uh, pathological liar on Saturday Night Live uh, in previous decades, kind of reprised a version of the role as George Santos. What? I'm, I'm just in town to pick up my Nobel Peace Prize. Congratulations. Yeah, perform a couple nights at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I didn't know you were playing MSG. Yes, yes, I'll be singing all my hit songs. Piano Man, Hey Jude, Happy Birthday. So, you know, he's just sort of became a national figure. And at the same time, leaders in Congress and leaders in New York sort of took two different tacks. In New York, no one really stepped up to defend him. And then Republicans started to say they were troubled by him. And eventually, the Republican chairman in Nassau County called for Santos to resign. Nationally, though, party leaders gave Santos a little bit more room. You might remember that at the beginning of the year, now House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was struggling to put together the votes to be elected as Speaker. And George Santos had said that he would back Kevin McCarthy. So, in a sense, McCarthy needed him in January. On January 7th, Santos was sworn in as a U.S. congressman. But his troubles weren't over. That's next. This episode is brought to you by C3 AI. C3 Generative AI enables rapid access to secure, traceable, hallucination-free insights from enterprise systems, all while using any LLM, helping enterprises turn the invisible into the obvious. Learn more at C3.ai. As Santos took up his job on the Hill, concerns about his past didn't go away. Federal prosecutors had started looking into his affairs, and other lawmakers were asking questions. He tried to soldier on the best that he could. But at the end of January, Santos says that he's not going to take any committee seats. Essentially, he's not going to involve himself in the general work of amending and introducing and moving legislation that really is the bread and butter of Congress. So if he's not doing the day-to-day work of a congressperson, what has he been doing? So he's been an active presence on Twitter, denouncing the Chinese Communist Party. He actually has started giving speeches and appearing at public events, sort of leaned in a little bit to his notoriety. He traveled to Lower Manhattan when Donald Trump was indicted earlier this year and said that he was going to support the president and challenged others for not doing the same. In March, the House Ethics Committee opened a probe into Santos. It's looking into several things, including alleged unlawful activity during his campaign and failure to make required disclosures. And then on Wednesday, the Justice Department's investigation was unsealed. George Santos was indicted on 13 counts on Wednesday, including wire fraud, money laundering, and one count of theft of public funds. And that sort of falls into three buckets. First, while he was running for Congress, he directed a political consultant to falsely tell prospective donors that their contributions would help him. But in reality, money that they contributed was just going into his bank account. 
and he was using it to pay for all kinds of non-campaign expenses, including designer clothing, according to prosecutors. Secondly, Santos, during the pandemic, had allegedly applied for unemployment benefits, to which he was not entitled because he was working for a Florida investment company. Uh, and he received almost $25,000 over the course of several months. And then third, prosecutors said that Santos lied on the 2020 and the 22 House disclosure forms, which he had to file as he ran for office. He allegedly overstated his income, and he also failed to disclose salary from an investment firm. After pleading not guilty to all charges in a New York court on Wednesday, Santos spoke to reporters. Now I'm going to have to go and fight to defend myself. The reality is, is it's a witch hunt. He also responded to questions. Why would you apply for unemployment benefits when you had a job making $120,000 a year? Rachel, this is part of my defense. This is inaccurate information, and I will get to clear my name on this. During the While pandemic. Santos's case goes through the courts, he can remain in office, according to House rules. He isn't the first congressperson to face federal charges. At least 11 sitting members of Congress have been indicted since 2005. Four years ago, two lawmakers from California and New York won re-election while under indictment on federal charges. On Wednesday, Santos reiterated that he would run for re-election in 2024. But House Speaker McCarthy said he wouldn't support Santos's re-election bid. Santos said today he's running for re-election. Are you going to support him? <laughs> no, I'm not going to support him. You're not? No. So you guys will you work to try to defeat him in the primary? Okay. Santos has a lot to learn, but I think he has other things to focus on his life. McCarthy said Santos, quote, has a lot going on and other things to focus on. Will there be any consequences from this? You know, the Republican Party in Nassau County has already said it would look at its vetting processes. It would ask more questions and perhaps do more to verify the background of people who step forward to seek higher office. Yeah, because this indictment seems to show that Santos's campaign finance disclosure forms weren't very well vetted. Well, the system is that you have to disclose. You have to say what you raised and you have to say what you spent. And the idea is that someone will read it and someone will, if there are questions to be asked, ask the questions. Uh, and, you know, in a political system... Theoretically, if nobody else, the other party would read your form and the other party would say, hey, candidate Kate, you spent $6,000 here on blue jeans. You know, what? Uh, what's going on there? Jimmy, listeners of this show know that Kate would not spend $6,000 on jeans because I only have three pairs. I know. I was a callback to the earlier episode. I did that on purpose. <laughs> did it on awesome. purpose. <laughs> And I was with you when I heard that, as I was like, oh, I have four. <laughs> Is this a situation of one bad apple, or does it say something about the wider political system? The schemes that are alleged don't really implicate other politicians. They don't really implicate other members of Congress. But we are in an era of politics where... People can successfully, for a time, take allegations 
be they ethical allegations or in some cases criminal allegations, and sort of parry them away by saying, they're out to get me. This is a witch hunt. And I think that George Santos is certainly someone who benefited from that style and that polarization that is a current feature of the United States political system. This is a country that has catered to ambitious people, people who want to gain power, who want to gain political power, who want to gain money. It's just part of American society. I think perhaps it's fitting that the district that George Santos represents is home to West Egg, the fictional residence of Jay Gatsby and the Great Gatsby. You know, another person who tried to present himself as something that he was not in order to gain larger acceptance. Uh, you know, we're still talking about that story about 100 years after it was published. And I don't think that the same level of ambition and, in this case, alleged fraud is going to go away. That's all for today, Thursday, May 11th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by James Finelli, Sadie Gurman, and Corin Ramey. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.